0: Hey all you Rad Dads out there.
1: Hey, what's up everyone? Hope you all had a great summer. It's Brett here, bringing you another episode of The Rad Dad Show, the parenting podcast where we ask inspiring dads the question, what does it mean to be a Rad Dad? On this episode, we connect with the guitar player from one of our favorite bands here at Rad Dads HQ, Chicks Dig It. Billy Dixon joins us to chat about his parenting journey as a dad to three kids, age 20, 7, and 3. He became a dad at a pretty young age, and he talks about how he had to grow up a lot when he had his first daughter. We also chatted about growing up with his own parents separated, and how some of those experiences shaped him as a parent himself. And Billy shared how supported he feels by the other members of Chicks Dig it, and he recounted some stories of the whole band bringing their families on tour with them. And speaking of Chicks Dig it, this interview is coming out a few days before they play... Punkin' Drublick in Edmonton, Rad Dad's territory. So we chat about that, some other upcoming shows, and Billy talks a bit about a new Chicks Diggit record that's in the works. If you're in the Edmonton area, make sure you check out Chicks Diggit at Punkin' Drublick this weekend, September 3rd, where they're joined by No Effects, Descendants, Strung Out, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Real Sickies, Pup, and a lot of beer. Or if you have a chance to check them out at any future dates, make sure you do that too. They are no kidding. One of the best live bands ever. So what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. Here's my chat with Billy Dixon of Chicks Dig it on the Rad Dads Show. I'm going to start by asking you, who are you?
0: That's a tough question, I guess. Right? <laughs> my name is Billy Dixon. Uh, I play in a band from Calgary called Chicks Dig it on Fat Records. who's playing at the upcoming Punk and Drublik Festival in Edmonton this Saturday, September 3rd. I was playing a Calgary band called the Adavans, and I am a father of three, uh, one age 20, one aged seven, and one age three, so they're gapped out, same mom and everything, we just kind of, you know, figured it out along the way, I guess, and also just kind of a regular Monday to Friday guy as well.
1: Okay, so are you able to talk about, like, what's your day job?
0: My day job? Oh, this is where it gets really cool. So okay. I have a I have a management job in the public service.
1: Oh, okay. Oh, so, yeah.
0: When I said really cool, I was just kind of kidding. But,
1: yeah. So. You
0: know, a very very normal job.
1: Okay. Office job. So you're kind of doing the Clark Kent thing.
0: <laughs> I hope <laughs> not. I think I'm the same person. You know, at two in the afternoon as I am at ten at night. Okay. Maybe not as much as I think.
1: Okay. Nice. Okay. So three kids and pretty decent spread like you said so 20 all the way down to three
0: yeah Uh, girls boys 20 year old is a girl uh the seven year old is a boy and the three year old's girl
1: okay so 20 years ago yeah become a dad so tell me about that like were you did you have any fears about becoming a dad
0: well i was quite young so, I think that there was a lot of fear of the unknown for sure. like, um, our first was not planned, okay. I was twenty one and Mom was nineteen, and so we went through with having a our daughter Adeline, and i I mean, it's been obviously an amazing experience, but, yeah, there was a lot of learning along the way being that young because I mean, at twenty one, I mean, you're still a kid, yeah, and you know, hadn't even gone to school yet, you know, and or I hadn't gone to sort of any type of college yet at that point. So yeah, but I you're also resilient at that age too. And when life comes at you, you just sort of figure it out.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, you said it like you're still a kid at that time and you probably didn't have many or any friends who were sort of going through that at that time.
0: You know, it's funny. Um One of my closest friends, almost at the exact same time also had a girl. So that was kind of unique. I mean, we came from a, at that time I was living in a small town, uh, Yellowknife in the Northwest Territories. Okay. Yeah. So just sort of like having kids young wasn't as maybe rare as it was in the big city. Okay. uh, Yeah. 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 I'm from, I'm from Medicine Hat. So I I feel that. Yeah. Yeah, There's nothing else to do. Right. So, So Well, it's
1: just sort of like the, you know, I mean, I don't want to like totally stereotype, but there is like a, a bit of a like natural or common like trajectory for people, you know, and in, in, especially in like smaller places. And a lot of people who don't want to go that way, they'll move away. Right.
0: Yeah. I, well, I don't know if we were going that way, but I think, you know. Just happened. It just happened.
1: Yeah. yeah. So you have to, yeah, you're 21 years old and you have to figure out like swaddling a baby and changing yeah. diapers and. And then you talked about school. So did you, you went to school sort of after becoming a parent?
0: Yeah, I took a year of uh, business college Okay, when Adeline was a baby, you know, and it was actually, you know, I think people have asked me, was that hard? No, it was incredibly easy because, you know, school is just six and a half hours a day. Yeah, And um, mom was on, you know, like maternity leave from her job at the time. So it was, it was kind of great. Like we were just around all the time.
1: Okay. Yeah, yeah as opposed to much
0: simpler time. You know? Yeah,
1: as opposed to work, and that's maybe a a little bit more of a commitment during the day. Yeah, not something that you can necessarily. I guess it's a little bit different now. A lot of people working from home now, but um, yeah, if you're away from from the family, it's tough, right? Especially in in that beginning stage, as you're kind of both trying to figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then so, thirteen years later, another one comes along. You know how it goes. Yeah, Yeah. Yep, yep. So that's great. So that must be sort of neat to see, like you've got um, you said it's Adeline, right? So is Adeline, you know, when when your son comes along, is Adeline sort of taking on a bit of like, you know, I mean, sisterly, but like a motherly type of role. I see that. In, so I've got two daughters and I already see that in my six year old. Um, yeah, for,
0: for sure. It's, it's a unique relationship, right? Because you know, like you said, she was. So I think she was um, actually twelve when. So Billy Jr. was born. Okay. And so I think she had. You know, there was. There's some comedy with that too, right? Because there was times where she maybe took him to the mall when he was like a toddler, and you know she would come home and say that maybe some people made some comments about her being a teen mom, even. <laughs> you know and so she would get kind of embarrassed by that sometimes and also at that age where maybe you're a little embarrassed to family to begin with right so i but but you know it's it's a great dynamic right so yeah there is kind of like a third quasi parent maybe patrolling you know the the home at times right and so she spends a lot of time with the kids and they they get along with her well
1: yeah that's awesome that's neat to see um and so and now she's 20 she's still sort of at home
0: with you guys or at home yeah yeah. she's she's uh just finishing school i guess and then you know gonna get
1: figuring out her life but yeah still at home and uh yeah that's exciting and then a few years later another one comes along so you've got a, a daughter who's three you said right
0: yeah betty yeah or elizabeth i guess but yeah we call her betty and uh, yeah she's kind of the the spark plug in the family <laughs> yeah it's kind of you know i guess that's what you get for having one at 38 right the one that's maybe got the most concentrated personality as a toddler at that age
1: yeah it takes the most energy and and they're I, kind of fighting for for attention too like uh, so i yeah. got a three year i've got a three year old daughter as well and it's exactly the same situation in our house yeah um yeah she is just a wild woman honestly it's crazy yeah. Um, but you know, you, you just sort of figure it out and you just go with the flow and it's kind of nice. Like, I don't know how, how you feel about it, but I feel like once you hit three, like you're maybe getting to that, like they're potty trained, they can kind of do stuff on their own. Um, you're not as worried about like, if they're sitting in the other room playing for, you know, half an hour by themselves, it's kind of nice, right? You could kind of breathe that sigh of relief a little bit.
0: For sure, but she she just doesn't hesitate to let us know um, how she's feeling. In, yeah, at any time, really. So
1: nice. Yeah. Well, and, that's
0: great. Ways and and uh, other good ways, I guess. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, this is the rad dad show. Do you consider yourself a rad dad? Oh, I don't like.
0: I guess what would the definition of that be?
1: Well, that's a good question. I should ask you that. What do you think? Like, what do you think is a rad dad?
0: You know, I think probably anybody that's that's doing their best. And um, I think, you know, like a lot of things in life, but maybe most importantly, parenting, and then, you know, of course, family relationships, um, you know, just always trying to do your best and maybe knowing that you'll never do the best or maybe even your best, right? Because perfection is mm-hmm. kind of sort of a exercise in futility to try and obtain. So if you're always just trying to get better, and always trying to, you know, stay on top of things and, you know, really be aware of, you know, how important, you know, your role as a father or a parent or a mother in your children's lives are, you know, maybe maybe that's what a rad dad is.
1: Yeah, but, that's a good point. Like, I think um, f- from my perspective, like, that, that's why we do the show. That's why we, you know, started rad dads and do what we do is really just to encourage dads. to so like, give yourself a pat on the back, say, I'm doing my best here. Um, you know, celebrate those wins. I think it's a good point you make about not being perfect. It's really hard, right? Like, I don't know, I struggle with that a little bit. Like I was mm-hmm. saying to somebody just yesterday, like I had a little bit of an imposter syndrome as like a parent, like, you know, I'm pretty hard on myself. I don't know. Do you, do you experience some of that too? Like, how do you, I guess, how do you deal with those feelings of like, Oh, I screwed that up or I should have done that better. And.
0: Yeah. Well, I think like in the older you get to right, you maybe realize that other sort of parental figures or adults from your youth, you go, Oh yeah, maybe they weren't perfect either. Just like they were just like me. Yeah. And so I think, you know, we're all kind of going through this existence together. Right. And everybody's kind of fighting their own battles but I think, you know, the best gauge of how you're doing is you
1: yeah. and you're going to know
0: if there's things that you m- maybe need to sort of get your shit together a little bit on and, and you know, you're going to know where you're, where you're doing good. And I think, you know, having obviously a good circle of influence is important too. But um, yeah, I think, you know, I think we all go through those feelings, but you just, you know, I don't know checking in on yourself or doing whatever you can i guess to
1: keep the machine rolling well you talked about that circle of influence like who are those who are those people to you like who are those people you look to to sort of like validate how you're feeling or um i don't know chat with or get advice from like do you have do you have specific sort of people in your life that serve that purpose
0: yeah i got some you know i'm lucky to have some close friends Right. And, um, you know, I've got a wife that I've got a really good relationship with. So, yeah, I mean, in um, Chicks Dig, all of us are really close friends and spend a lot of time together outside of the band, too. And even with our, you know, our wives and our children, like we go on vacations together, even. So yeah. Really close, sort of even outside the band um, friends there. And then I've got, you know, I've got some other friends sort of uh, in my periphery that, you know, I spend time with and, you know, can have really good chats with, you know, and be open with.
1: Yeah, I think that's kind of important, like, especially as a dad, I think, you know, some of us are maybe better at it or or have or or maybe not better at it, maybe have the privilege of having some good role models and, and good, um, I guess, resources around us, but not everybody sort of has it. And I think it is important to you know, to reach out. And sometimes it's hard for guys to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, to say like, Oh, geez, I feel like I really screwed that up or, you know, I'm really stressed out. Like, is this normal? Um, so yeah, no, that's good. And and so you've got the band as a resource. So a few of you guys are dads right in Chicks Dig It. Yeah. Uh,
0: three of us and yeah. all kind of have the young ones, at least uh, uh, of similar age.
1: Yeah. That's <clears throat> nice. Yeah. And- I think I've heard you talk about before, um, or, yeah, I don't know, maybe it was KJ or something about like bringing the kids on tour. Occasionally, have you guys done that? Yeah, yeah,
0: we, we've well, we've there's this festival in Saskatchewan uh, called Gateway and it's in yeah. it's sort of like in the middle of nowhere. And it's you know, there's it's sort of like a sampling of a lot of great Canadian music um, in in a farm field almost. And it's just awesome. And we've taken our kids that every time we have played it, which is three or four times you get kind of trailers and, you know, it's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Fred Penner was there the uh, first or second year we did it, which was, you know, awesome for the kids. And then he nice. toured um, Eastern Canada for the band's 25th anniversary. And we toured around in two vehicles to all those locations. And that was a lot of fun. But that was also um, you know, it was that was pretty intense in a lot of ways too, right? Because yeah, there's late nights and early mornings and there's driving and the kids were quite young at that age. Yeah. You know, so that was a lot of fun. That was very memorable um I think probably everybody had their own takeaway from that I think yeah yeah but
1: well there's like a different experience while it's happening yeah right versus like when you reflect back on it later like I mean that's always the way it is with like parenting right that's like the yeah. little stuff is really tough and really taxing but then you know it's even like going to the park it's like oh man get your shoes on and get, you know get all the stuff together and then you know, you go and you have a lot of fun, you look back and say, Oh, that was great that we did that. But in the moment, sometimes can be a little stressful. So it's nice that you guys are able to make those memories together that are sort of of fit into, you know, your, like, you're able to put those two things together. A lot of people talk about, um, like, parenting as if, like, it kind of comes at the expense of, of your, yourself and your individuality and your passions and stuff. Like, I think some people have that, I won't call it a misconception, maybe that's the reality for some people. Um, but you and I were talking before we started about individuality. So mm-hmm. so how Im- important is that to you? Like, so if we take those two sort of sides of like the rad dad definition, right? We, we kind of like it's almost tongue in cheek It it rhymes. Yeah, yeah. So it's a, it's a good title for for um, the show and for the organization, just because of that. And yeah, we talked to lots of musicians. And that's cool. That's one aspect of it. But the other side is like, what does it mean to be really to be a rad dad? Right? So how important is that individuality and that? Um, I guess, you know, bringing your passions into your your parenting?
0: That's a, you know, I I guess I never really thought about it. And, you know, I think we all kind of figure out parenting and life in our own way. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've, I'm, I'm just who I am. Right. And so I, I do have these interests and these, these passions, I guess. And, you know, of course you have to be cognizant about your family, but I've been fortunate enough that they've been able to come along for the ride too. Right. And I think that, like I was telling you before, kind of sharing your interests with your children, maybe not, pushing them on them. But like, you know, when you're planning things to to do with your kids that that are going to be fun days, I mean, sometimes that can be the things that you find fun or the things that you're interested in too. And I think you said it that if, you know, if if you're having fun, they're having fun too, right? So I mean, I'm just, you know, I think I try to be the same person in whatever situation I'm in, whether that's sort of work, play, family, Whatever. And maybe, you know, I've never really thought about it before, but maybe that's my attempt at being sort of authentic to myself. You know, I might not wear the same clothes in every situation. Right. <laughs> you know, but um, I think that that's, yeah, you know, maybe how I would look at it.
1: Yeah. Well, we, yeah, we were talking about that before that like your kids are excited to see that you're excited about stuff, like no matter what it is. Honestly, my kids like sometimes like, you know, we're out doing like, I don't know, mowing the lawn or doing yard work or something. And they're they're excited. They want to participate, right? Because um, they just see that's something that you're you're doing, you're interested in. I want to learn about it too. And so um, I think that is a really cool thing um, as a parent. And I, I almost think it's like, I don't know, it's less about like what you're actually doing, but more that they're seeing that you're happy and you're excited about something. Yeah, and we, like,
0: find ways to make it, you know, fun for them, right? Like, you know, going back to the band, you know, if we're going to practice on a Sunday, like, that'll often include some kind of, like, family dinner and family hangout and where, you know, maybe we're spending half the day together and and the band goes and practices for 45 minutes at some point throughout that or an hour
1: kind of thing, right? Yeah, that's awesome. So it's, like,
0: it's inclusive and everybody's, you know, having a, you know a good time and and fun right so yeah it's
1: like you guys are all part of the band like the family you know
0: i think it feels that way sometimes in an, in a good way yeah for sure it is So like, you like, sort of like
1: and, yeah you joined chick's dig maybe f- what about five or six years ago is that about right is it more than that now uh
0: it's 2022 six six or seven years ago yeah
1: okay so was that like so as someone you had you know children at that time is that like a a bigger commitment so one of the things that comes up a lot in these conversations is kind of that work life balance or you know or um maybe it's band life band <laughs> home balance like how did that affect um so sort of joining you know a bit bigger band maybe a little bit more touring traveling a little bit farther how did that factor in?
0: Well, um, <clears throat> I, you know, I think it was it was kind of an impossible thing not to, you know, um, do my best to to join and, and take part in because, you know, um, Chicks Dig It prior to joining them. And I mean, even still, to be fair, it's one of my favorite bands in the world. Yeah, it so was a pretty, you know, unique or rare opportunity. So I, you know, I think that you know it, it, that it kind of you know I felt like at the beginning I was getting the opportunity to do things that I didn't feel like I would ever have any business doing. Right. But really, too, is I think where I'm really lucky is I got a super supportive wife that was fully behind it, and you know she would just say things like "We'll figure it out," you know, we're, "We'll we'll we'll make sure that that we got it covered," and. Um, you know, I think it's just like what we were talking about at the beginning. When having kids, you kind of approach life, and you you take it as it comes, and you know you'll always figure things out, right? And maybe that's you know I, I'm I'm certainly a pragmatic person. I can be inside my own head, like like any of us can be. But I think sometimes just you know taking things on and just going with it, and you know, um, everything kind of works out in the end. So yeah, with managing it with a family and a job it's you know there's times where it's been challenging it's challenging for anybody that's a parent that Mm -hmm. is a musician that also happens to have a day job but it always gets figured out you know at the end of the day
1: I mean this is like a I I love I love the idea um of someone joining a band like I, I remember when you joined the band um like I remember Mark was leaving and there was, you know, Mm -hmm. no one was really sure what was going on. I remember when you joined the band and sort of like following that a little bit and just thinking like, that is so amazing as like a fan of the band and, you know, a friend of the band getting to join, like, (laughs) I don't know about you. I'm like one of these people that like has the guitar pick in my, in my wallet. Like I'm ready to step up if, if someone breaks their arm, like it just like, that's sort of the, the, what you got to do it's like i'm ready i'll join
0: yeah it was really surreal for the first little bit for sure yeah and and awesome and kind of felt like i had won some kind of lottery for sure and i still feel super fortunate about it right like i i'm used to it now and yeah and you know um but yeah it, it was yeah it was amazing i'm i'm very lucky yeah. On, on how things happened and it's you know it's 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 a it's a great band in, in and i'm not talking just musically which you know KJ is an incredible songwriter but just in sort of i think the the ethos and and yeah. you know ensuring that it's all about having fun yeah i think chicks to get tours is a little differently maybe than other bands right and we have a you know there's a lot of hanging out there's a lot of fun there's a lot of extracurricular activities. We famously don't sound check because we're spending time exploring the places that we're traveling to. So yeah, it, yeah, it's been, it's been an awesome ride and I wouldn't change it for anything.
1: Yeah. First couple songs are the sound check. Right. And I've seen you guys, like almost, I don't know, learn a song on stage a few times. So, but that's, what's so awesome about chicks dig it. Like those shows are so fun. I I, I can't think of a band I have more fun at a show at like just the energy is so authentic. Right. Um, if there's like screw ups, that's just like part of the fun. That's, it's just, you know, that's what happened. Okay. No big deal. Let's just keep going.
0: Yeah. I've learned songs on stage for sure.
1: Yeah. And yeah,
0: it's, it is, it's, it's, I think, you know, we're having tons of fun. Right. And I think that people are attracted to that when they're, yeah, you know, they are a part of the party. I think people feel very much a part of the action and the party when they're at a Chicks show.
1: So, do your kids like Chicks Ticket? Your kid, what do your kids think about what you do? Do they like coming to shows? Do they like watching dad on stage.
0: Well, it's funny. Like, so the the younger ones, like, it's always been in their life, right? So, I think it's one of those things. They're probably they don't know any other way, right? Like, this is yeah. just thing that happens and my family, you know, we, we go to these music festivals sometimes and we, we see this thing. And so they might be a little more immune to it, but the elder one, you know, who knew it was at around, but like, maybe being at the ages of like 15, 16, where you're not super, you know, like, I don't want to watch my dad's rock and roll band, you <laughs> know what I mean? Like, let's be honest. If you put yourself in her shoes, it would be sort of, um, you know, the same kind of, you know, feeling you'd have about your parents. So, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, she did come see us at a show this summer which was pretty funny because she uh i think she saw a side of like her dad and her dad's friends that maybe she wasn't expecting and then you know proceeded to barge her way to the front of the stage uh saying you
1: know that's my dad
0: to which you know we kind of all set after the show you know were you name dropping your own dad you know,
1: which I that's think hilarious. Did. So, so do you mean like, she sort of didn't realize like people are going to go crazy, you know, watching my dad play um or, or like more like, wow, they're actually <laughs> like really good. Or like, what was it? I think there's what was that really, aha moment? I
0: think there was a little bit of, of all of that. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, she was also at the age where she wasn't old enough to see us play in, because we had done in all ages in yeah. grade, right? and she had just become, you know, 19 the last year or whatever. Uh, which are you know legal age since she was legal age we hadn't played in calgary so there wasn't an opportunity to to see us playing when we'd go do these festivals you know it'd be like hey do you want to come along with us and all the other little kids and she was so much older than the other kids and again a teenager that that you know
1: yeah
0: so it was her first opportunity i think to see the band play and sort of take that in and i think she had a really good time and I think it was, you know, it was, and it was cool to connect with her, you know, about that, even, you know, even though she's, she's an adult herself now, but she was, you know, you could see how stoked she was and you could see, I could kind of watch, I was watching her sort of making her way to the, to the front as we were playing and she had a great time. And she was with some friends that had a great time too. So
1: I think that that was fun for her as well. That must feel amazing. Yeah. That was super cool. Yeah. Awesome. Um, yeah. Cause I guess like we, yeah, we didn't even talk about it, but the last couple of years, especially like, I mean, it's been hard for everybody. You guys haven't really been able to play too much. Um, like what, what's that sort of been like maybe from, you know, a band perspective, but also family perspective, how did you guys sort of navigate like the real heavy part of the pandemic? I know it's, you know, we still got, you know, things going on now. Um, but there was some pretty serious impact for, for families and and yeah, artists for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's been a bit of a blur the last, I guess, mm-hmm. two and a half years. I mean, I worked at home. Um, my wife, she's a hairstylist who okay. has her own little salon, so she went through shutdowns.
1: Yeah. Oh my god that that's been so tough for them. Hey, like. It's open and closed and open and closed.
0: Yeah. At first it was right. Of course, like we all kind of went through this thing at the beginning. Like it was really dark at the beginning of the thing. Like, what is going to happen? Yes. And then I think, you know, you kind of were able to sort of see the bigger picture. So when it happened, say the second and third time, you know, you're, I think the second or third time you're like, yes, you know, like she's (laughs) going to be off work for four to six weeks and we're going to get some hangout time that, that really, you know, you don't have another opportunity to get. Yeah, there's Not like those we silver linings. the pandemic, right? Yeah, we, we had to, I think we started doing that as quickly as possible, looking at the silver linings and,
1: yeah,
0: you know, making sure that we were checking in on each other within our house and, you know, keeping things positive in a time that it was really easy to get negative. Yeah. And um, maybe trying to keep the news out of our lives as mm-hmm. much as possible. I mean, I think that there's necessary elements of it. But, I mean, everybody had their brains pumped full of so much shit in the last two years, right? Totally. And you can see how divided people have become. And so we've really done our best to not, you know, uh, fall into anything there on, on you know, uh, on anything that's been super divided in the world right now. And then with the band, you know, I think we still, like, hung on jam and, and started, you know, the process of making a new record and just right. talking what our plans would be. And I think that everybody, you know, there um, had a pretty good attitude about things and perspective on things. And we probably, I think we checked in on each other a lot now that I'm like looking back on it. And I think, you know, we, we kept each other as sane as possible at least throughout, you know, the last two and a half years. And I know it's not maybe over now, but if it's not over, it feels um, certainly like, manageable or
1: yeah normal enough
0: or whatever the hell we're going to call this
1: yeah like there's people are ready to i think like try and move forward in the most normal way possible yeah you know like we'll just kind of keep an eye on things and see what happens and it i'm like feels good to me to be able to get back to going to shows yeah you know and just do i mean doing stuff with my family going to sort of public places and just kind of not having to be, it was, there was a lot of stress the last couple of years. Right. Well, I'm curious what it was like for, from a school perspective for your kids. Like um, so my oldest daughter, she's six turning seven. So going into grade two for Billy junior would -hmm. have been, so it must be going into grade two or three or something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's a weird couple of years at school for him. You know
0: i i wonder if it's more weird for us than it is maybe yeah i think the young kids are so resilient that that they're just kind of taking you know their reality or the things that are happening in the world and they're maybe able to process them without getting heady about them or thinking about all the the big picture things that maybe dragged us adults down a bit yeah because you know he was in person and then online school and You know, it was a big mix and I, you know, I think it was probably more stressful for the parents thinking about that impact on the kids and really like for him, um, like he just seemed fine throughout. I mean, there's times, of course, and you would have experienced this with your kids. They're sad that they're not going to, you know, Braxton's house or whatever their their names are these days. Birthday, yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Birthday parties and.
0: Birthday parties. Yeah. doing doing all that right and so but that's kind of passed now and yeah yeah he was you know I think I, I you know I, I don't want to speak for him but yeah he, he just like always seemed to be good and upbeat and 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 crazy and and still the same kid throughout
1: it's the same with my kids too like the, I would agree that yeah you're right I'm, I'm probably like projecting on my kids a little bit that it was a weird couple of years. I feel weird. Like I haven't been in my daughter's school yet. haven't been allowed to go in. Right. Like there's a few weird things like that. Mm. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, she's been totally fine. Um, you know, wear a mask or don't wear a mask yeah. or whatever it was. Yeah. Like, it's just like, okay, you know, no big deal. Um, and that was just sort of what they had to do. And you're right. They're resilient. They're also like, they sort of follow their direction. They trust you to sort of like set them on the right path a little mm-hmm. bit. And so you try and figure that out them whatever is going to be best um i think for for some older kids like i don't know for your oldest daughter for adeline like that's also a tough age to be going through all that stuff too like when you're sort of told you can't go hang out with your friends or you know that's a real social time
0: probably toughest on her mm-hmm. in, in the house for sure yeah especially like that first you know whatever it was like six to nine months yes Yeah, that would have, you know, and she was, you know, did remarkably well for it. But I mean, certainly, you know, expressed frustration at at times there. And I think it was probably pretty challenging for her because her 18th birthday was, you know, everything was locked down. Right. So
1: Yeah, it's so weird, right? Like going through those milestones. Like I can't imagine what that would have been like for me. No. you know, that's just such like I said, a social time and a developmental time. You're kind of figuring out who you are, and then you're kind of like so stunted from being able to experience the world, right?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I was, and then you know, the the youngest, I think, you know, I don't want to say unaffected, but maybe yeah. Yeah. Maybe so. a
1: bit oblivious, right?
0: Yeah, maybe that's maybe a great word for it, maybe a bit oblivious.
1: But, okay, so, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's been an interesting couple of years, but, like, we're sort of back, right? Like, Chicks Day gets back. You've got some shows coming up and stuff like that. Um, Punk and Drublick coming up next weekend. Um, you've got a couple shows leading up to that as well, right?
0: Uh, Well, we know we, we've we played a couple shows shows um, this summer. And so we've got, we're just doing the one-off, this...
1: Oh, it's just a one-off. For some reason, I thought you were playing in, in Calgary before. Okay.
0: We played in Calgary during the, the Stampede time of year here in Calgary. Yeah. And it's a, bit of a fun party with face-to-face, and that was a great time. Right. And now, yeah, this Sunday, we're playing uh, Punk and Drupalik, uh, which we did Punk and Drupalik, uh in 2019 in Edmonton, Vancouver, and they're super, super fun shows. It's really cool what Fat Mike has sort of created and put together there. And this uh, Saturday, so it's with uh, No Effects and the Descendants. And I think that's a pretty cool opportunity to see maybe those two bands together. Yeah. And, you know, Pop is playing and uh, Strung Out is playing and Voodoo Glow Skulls are playing. And. Uh, oh, I'm forgetting one. Uh,
1: Real Sickies are playing. Yeah, Real Sickies, they're a great band. Yeah. yeah. Edmonton band too. Edmonton band, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super stoked to see you. Um, I was going to sort of uh, circle back on something I want to ask you. So you, you were sort of talking about um, a little bit earlier about how you're sort of like the same guy, you know, with your family or in the daytime as you are at nighttime. Are there ways though that being a parent has changed you? Like you became a parent fairly fairly young, so you probably had to grow up pretty quick. Um, Like, what are those ways that being a parent has changed you?
0: You know, I, because I became a parent so young, you know, as a kid, maybe I was still a kid myself. It's, it's, it's hard for me to maybe figure that out other than I was maybe forced on a path differently. And I think I was aware of that young, okay, you're going to have to like get a job and make sure that you're not super check to check. Right. Cause you know, being, you know, having no money for like things when you're 20 is, is okay. When you don't have kids. And you kind of have fun and make it through. So I think maybe it did that. But, you know, other than that, I don't know. I mean, I was, I I think of this crazy statistic because when my youngest was born, my eldest was 16. So by the time my youngest is 16, I'll have been a parent of a kid between the ages of zero and 16 for 32 straight years. Which, (laughs) I know, that's crazy. We kind of laugh about that too in our house being like, holy shit, that's, yeah, that's a long time.
1: Yeah. Yeah know yeah. being yeah it's like I mean maybe it's almost like as an adult that's sort of all you've known is being a parent right yeah so, that's all
0: I've known so yeah you know I don't know that I'm fully aware of all the ways other than really at the beginning for sure yeah um, it was like you gotta go
1: yeah are those are are there things that you sort of had to consciously like change about yourself do you remember like are there you know did you have to like work on? Things. I know a lot of people say like okay I had to really work on my patience or like you know perspective on things or whatever but was it just like you just went with the flow you just did what you had to do or were, were there things that you had to consciously kind of make an effort to to change well, I,
0: I think it goes back to what I was maybe maybe my thoughts or what I was saying earlier about your kind of maybe the way I'm looking at things is like I'm always trying to continually approve or checking myself right because even you know I'm still like learning things about parenting now, I don't think I would ever have all the answers, right. Or learning from others or, you know, being more aware of, you know, maybe some of my flaws or things that, that I can work on. So I think I've kind of, you know, especially as I got more into adulthood, I've maybe always tried to make sure I'm looking in the mirror. Yeah. Right. And, and being aware of those things. So I think for sure that there's times where, you know, I've been aware that I have to be more patient or, you know, um, which is something that's really required with, with young ones is yeah. you to sort of get a little bit, you know, elderly, So, but yeah, yeah. Okay. I think just, just always kind of looking to sort of improve and striving to do better or do your best is, I think it's an important exercise to go through.
1: Okay. I asked earlier, um, about like you know, figures that you had in your life, um, who, you know, are, are that support network for you. So what about your dad? Can you talk about your dad a little bit?
0: Well, I, yeah, for sure. So, you know, my dad, uh, my, my parents were, were separated and, you know, my dad through my formative years wasn't really around all that often. Okay. And so I spent a couple of years with him actually living in calgary i left you know my my mom and siblings and moved to calgary where my dad was at the time for a couple of years as a teenager and i would say as it got into adulthood um you know our relationship was probably more like a friendship
1: okay. and we were
0: we were good buddies um up until he passed away which has been five or six years ago now oh i'm sorry and my, you know, my, you know, there's, there's different challenges you go through. I think going through like a, a, you know, coming from a quote broken, broken home, and you know, I, I would say, um, you know, we were, you know, maybe a little closer to the poverty side of things as, as, as kids okay. growing up. And my wife came from, you know, quote broken home with split parents too. And I think that that maybe galvanized us a little bit. So. I think, you know, and I don't want to, you know, I don't want to take the piss on them, you know, especially being passed away. But I think really what what I learned from my dad in a lot of ways was maybe what not to do as a parent. Yeah. And I, me and my wife have talked about this, like kind of coming from, you know, split up homes. You do kind of maybe appreciate parenting in a different way. Mm-hmm. You're really super aware of like the need to be present and maybe how precious it is because, you know, um, you don't, don't want to miss out on anything or have any, you know, regrets there. So
1: I think we all like take our experiences as a kid. And in some way, I mean, that either, you know, totally just sort of naturally feeds into how we parent or it might be like a conscious reflection that we have to do to mm-hmm. sort of say, oh, I want to I want to do that or mm, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I think that's OK. That's like a everybody's done that, right? People you talk to people, they say like, Oh, I'd want to give my kids a better life than my parents gave me. Or they, or they say like, you know, my parents did this and I don't want to do that. I don't want to put my kids through that. And so I think it's natural to reflect and it's not necessarily taking a piss on somebody, but right. It's, 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 you know, it's, it's natural. You just want to learn from your experiences, right?
0: Well, yeah, but I guess, you know, he was maybe not like, the best father and not because you know uh he was abusive or anything like that but he was just really um absent for large periods right of my life growing up so which is yeah
1: so how how does that like you talked about that kind of galvanizing Mm -hmm. you guys and maybe your relationship but how does that affect like or does it like consciously affect how you kind of parent your kids or is it more just like you said and appreciation for sort of having that ability to be present and focus and because i imagine another aspect of that like even maybe just thinking about your mom is like i've talked to other single parents on on the show who talk about how hard it is to just like have that time when you maybe you don't have a partner there to sort of take some of that you know that I don't want to call it burden but like there's there's a lot of work that goes into being a parent plus yeah. you're managing your job and whatever else has to go on mm-hmm. like is that sort of it um you know i
0: i think that there's been times where i've been really super aware of mm. how important it is to not sort of repeat past mistakes or you know what what do they say like break the cycle or whatever yeah and to ensure that there's like a totally you know What you were saying before about like you know maybe your kids having a better life than you had growing up or making the campground cleaner than when you got there yeah but maybe maybe sort of amplified a little bit considering you know some of the circumstances i went through and um i think it was you know i think it's you know i have uh siblings that we have coping mechanisms and we look back at some know some pretty tough experiences through a lens of humor now and understanding maybe that our parents were were flawed just like every other human being is but yeah that's i think i think yes i have been you know super um aware of that and making Mm. sure that that yeah there's there's no semblance of that uh with with my kids
1: is your is your mom still around is She's
0: still around and she lives actually pretty close to me now in Calgary. Oh, so good. That, okay. Yeah. And my kids are super close with her and spend a lot of time with her, which is actually awesome for me and Lori. That's, that's my wife. Because yeah. they're like, she'll take the kids for sleepovers on weeknights.
1: What a, like, yeah, no, a, like a good. privilege, right? I said yeah, that word sure. earlier too. Cause I, I feel the same way. I've got, you know, my dad's here and my wife's parents are here and I like to have that, that support even just like, you know, kids are sick or, you know, whatever, something comes up just to have a backup.
0: Yeah. And I do, I do think like, and I was really close with my grandparents. There's an important role for grandparents to sort of play in a kid's life. And so they've got a really, uh, uh, grandmother that the kids are super close with that, you know, they spend a lot of time with her. So that's great. And it's great for me and Lori because, uh, there's like a lot of sleepovers in there, you know, or, yeah
1: yeah so. it's not like it's it's amazing to see the kids' relationship with grandparents right like it is kind of like a really special unique thing I don't know i I, I just love watching it my I mean my dad is awful dad if you're listening just awful for like spoiling the kids right but at yeah. the same time it's like that's that's their role to some degree right so it's kind of and neat you know
0: the way we see it is usually like okay see you guys later we'll see you tomorrow yeah (laughs) which is kidding but but no i i agree right like grandparents spoil the kids and
1: but you know like i think okay sometimes i feel sort of selfish talking about that like you know same as you like i'm like oh man the kids are going for a sleepover this is great we have time to ourselves but at the same time like you know we were kind of talking earlier about like the importance of your relationship you know between parents right? And like having space to build that um, and make sure that's strong, because that's going to affect your kids if it's not. Um, Like people say, like, I'm just kind of thinking about this now, but people say, you know, it kind of takes a village to raise a child. And as I sort of like go through this process, um, like with with my kids and growing up and, you know, um, them having friends and you know, meeting some of the the neighbours and like, you really start to realize that, actually. Like, there's really something to that. You try and do this by yourself, and it's it's really hard. Not just for you, but even for your kids. Like, to have that network around is it's so important.
0: hmm Yeah, I agree. And I think, you know, we experience that, like, in our family through, you know, the grandma. And, you know, Lori's parents live um, further away, but when they're around them... You know my siblings who have been, you know, great uncles and aunt to my kids, and then of course like my friends, right? Even even friends without kids, like you know, just the people that are in like the periphery of of their lives. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, right? And especially when we were like, you know, when we were, and it's we've we've thought about this with Adeline, you know, a lot is that when she was young and we were like super young, like our friends would be over a lot. Yeah. And they were young too and so she had like a lot of like quote unquote like aunts yeah you know, and and uncles that were all kind of like our age or like early 20s people and she was always kind of included yeah. you know she was always like around us and friends and so i think that she got an interesting perspective there right because she had a lot of people sort of helping and looking out for her right so yeah,
1: yeah. that's amazing i think that's a really unique experience for a, kid to have too and like I said I, I mean I it goes back to what we were talking about before about sort of seeing your you know your parents do things they're excited about and like to see them have friends around like I have really vivid memories of my parents like when they had like friends over at our house or whatever and we get to stay up late and people were paying attention to us and it was, it was yeah, exciting yeah. you know it was cool For to sure. see like they're having fun so yeah um Yeah. I think sometimes we can be a little bit hard on ourselves and think that we have to like be super parents all the time. And that means like hundred percent focus on our kids, but maybe that, that can, you know, maybe you're missing out on some other things too. If, if you take that approach, I don't know.
0: Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I know where you're going with that. And I think that yeah, that's like, there There has to, I guess maybe it's like balance.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Is the word you like, you You know, you wanna strike a balance between like, of course you wanna do things and focus on things that are kid centric and kids important and fun for kids, but there has to be a balance to the other side too, right? And I think for kids as well, it's probably healthy. Yeah. Um, to, you know, have that, that balance like we, you know, like there's kids that are in like zero extracurricular activities. And then there's kids that are in like every activity, you know, on mm-hmm. the face of the earth. And I don't think necessarily either is healthy, yeah, and it's just like you know, I, yeah, I think you you, you know you want to think of all those things with with through a lens of like balance and you know maybe a little full spectrum, you know, and the and just experiencing life,
1: yeah, totally what's what are or what is the most rewarding aspect of being a dad? That's a tough question, I know, uh. What is the most rewarding aspect of being a dad?
0: Having these kids in my life, like waking up in this house and them being there and having the opportunity to see them smile and, you know, lose their teeth and grow new ones and learn to hit a baseball or get into like dresses or, you know, like our eldest daughter following her mom's sort of. Passion and and, yeah. and career path and becoming a hairstylist, like seeing them become their own individuals and become people and having that connection with them, I think just just everything about it is a you know is a blessing. Like going, you know, I take my and we, I did it with my eldest until she maybe lost interest. Like going skiing with my yeah. you know, youngest and you know just anything you can. Watching, um sort of seeing as much as the world as possible through their eyes and knowing that, you know, you're playing a big role in that and just getting to be around them. I think if that makes sense, I don't know. Yeah. I love that. that, I love that.
1: No, I don't think anyone's, so I don't think anyone's ever said it quite that way um, to me about getting to sort of like see the world through their eyes. I, I think that's so great. Like I totally agree with you. yeah, there's like the unconditional love sort of part. There's the, yeah. you know, there's that, but there, but there's sort of like, they're getting to just like live all these things kind of for the first time and, and become their own person. It's so cool.
0: Yeah. And like, I I mean, I, when you grew up, it was probably like, you know, if you said a cuss word, yeah, uh, you know, you probably got the bar of soap or something like yeah. that. Something like, you know, our, our our two girls never swear but like junior he like he's just not afraid to even though he tell me he can't <laughs> and that's like a weird gift to me too is that he he's okay being himself yeah even at seven you know and like he, he and he understands like the context of it yep like you're not you know you can't like pejoratively swear at somebody or like call somebody down but he'll you know he'll say something like fucking squirrels you know, yeah. <laughs> you know, else, like, and I'll be like and I'll start laughing but like, you can't say that yeah. like you, you know especially but, not at school especially not at school and you know actually I Laurie asked the teacher if he was swearing she's like oh no we never heard that so he, I think he you know that he feels safe to do that yeah kind of a you know little things like that are a weird gift even though we're trying to make sure he's not overdoing it but yeah just like I, I try to appreciate everything yeah you know, every aspect so That's yeah, so hilarious fucking squirrels yeah, <laughs> yeah like he just like yeah he yeah he you know he's 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 quite the character actually you know you like, very, you very, talk good. sorry go ahead.
1: no i was gonna say you talked about losing a tooth so i saw like recently on your instagram you had a video of of like doing the old door slam technique with one of his loose teeth that's hilarious. That was his idea. How did he? How did he? agree to that. That was his idea.
0: He, he didn't agree to it. He like demanded it, <laughs> and I don't even know. Like I feel like that's something probably from like the nineteen twenties. Yeah. Because I mean, I never did that. You know, and he like he was like, I wanted you to tie stringer uh, string to my tooth and slam the door, and we're like, okay. And he like, he wanted a video of it. Yeah. Like he's still got this thing where he like, you know, I think like kids like watch YouTube these days, you're probably aware of. Yes. Like, he wants to start like kind of like a comedy YouTube channel, which of course he's too young for, but he he has, we have all these videos of things that he's sort of done. And there, a lot of them are really funny. And that was one of them. He just, I want a video of this. I want you to tie a string to my tooth and slam the door.
1: That's hilarious.
0: Yeah, it took him like four days to build up the courage because he'd be like, I want to do it today. And he's like, OK, and then he go do it. No, I'm not ready. And the fourth day he's like, OK, I'm ready.
1: And, and so, it worked. It worked. Yeah, it totally worked.
0: And then we, uh, then when the second one, so it was his front teeth when the second one came loose, he was like, yeah, let's, I think that's how he thinks teeth come out now, which maybe isn't like the best thing, but that's how the second one came out too. But we just That's didn't. just the way, yeah. Uh... Yeah, so, yeah, he, it's like it's funny to him, right? So yeah
1: that's so awesome so um we talked about so chicks dig has got punk and drubla coming up we're so excited rad dads are going to be there so we're so excited to see you guys there um what else so you you mentioned that you guys had started work on a new album like Mm -hmm. are you able to talk about that a little bit where like where that's at
0: yeah it's in production now and i think it's getting to the end stages of production which is exciting and so um You know working towards completion there and getting it out as quickly as possible i know that that's maybe not giving a ton of details but that's where we're at and i think that that's going to be a big part of the band's focus once we get through punk and drublick. and then you know we'll see what what comes up um in the near future i mean i wouldn't be surprised if we were you know doing some kind of regional stuff throughout the um as we get into the fall winter spring kind of thing
1: awesome and yeah and you guys recorded in calgary
0: we're recording in Calgary. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I'm so excited. So, what about Adavans? Anything going on on the Adavans side of things?
0: Well, we have like a great, uh, you know, jam house or jam space that we don't use enough. I would okay. say, and we haven't played a show in a couple of years, but we're, you know, we're still a band. Uh, half of us are in Chicks Diggit. Yeah. So I, I think there's that, and then um, everybody there again. It's the same kind of thing as Chicks Diggit, where you know everybody's got these jobs and and kids which which make it tough so um yeah we'll we'll uh, you know we'll play a show and we'll you know get finishing you know some recordings we got on the go sometime in the future
1: nice yeah. anything else going on you want people to know about
0: you know i i think you know punk and dripple is going to be a lot of fun and um, looking forward to that and looking forward to seeing a lot of friends at, at punk and dripple and just having a great time and meeting you guys in person i think that'll be a lot of fun and yeah
1: yeah i'll bring you a shirt i'll bring you a shirt we'll connect afterwards uh, yeah i'll bring you a shirt um well man i'm so thankful for your time today i really appreciate you making the time to to chat with us and um you know share your stories and your experience of of being a dad um like i said super stoked to see you guys play on saturday we've got like I don't know. I've got like 20 friends coming. Um, so yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be amazing. Um, any words of wisdom for dads out there listening? Um, maybe, maybe dads to be, uh, you
0: know, I think just, you know, be yourself and, you know, wake up in the morning and just do the best you can, given, where you're at in life and and your circumstances and you know i think also just realize how important your presence and your role is in in that kid's life right and and just be cognizant of that right and don't be afraid to look in the mirror when you need to look in the mirror
1: yeah it's kind of yeah you've kind of mentioned that a couple times like that ongoing growth or whatever you yeah know, i think can, yeah. continue to go for for the best version of yourself you can
0: yeah, you not you're not going to reach a mountaintop right nope. in, in growth right you just keep climbing and and that doesn't have to be exhausting or tiring either that can be fun like yeah, rewarding fun and rewarding right so you know i think that that's you know i don't necessarily think i'm in a position to give advice or to you know i i, I, I you know i'm kind of just trying to you know uh not press but i'm trying to make sure I'm doing right by myself. And I think that that's what everybody else should do, too. So I don't necessarily feel qualified to give advice. But if somebody was asking, I guess that's what I would say, because that's what I'm you know, trying to just go through myself.
1: That's great advice. I know you didn't want to give advice, but it's good advice. So thanks for your time today. Super appreciated, Billy. Great meeting you. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing you next weekend. All right, that was Billy Dixon on the Rad Dad Show. Thank you so much, Billy, for joining us on the show. Don't forget to check out Chicks Dig It at Punkin' Drublick this weekend, September 3rd in Edmonton with Descendants, no effects, Strung Out, Voodoo Glow Skulls, Pup, and Real Sickies. I don't think I forgot anyone. Rad Dads will be there, so wear your shirt if you've got one, or at least just come say hi. Give us a high five. There might be a sticker in it for you. Thank you for listening. If you like this episode, it would mean a lot to us if you drop us a review on iTunes or Spotify. And if you're looking for more Rad Dads content, find us wherever you get your podcasts or give us a follow on social media. On Instagram, you can find us at, at rad underscore dads underscore show and on Facebook and Twitter at, at @raddadshow. show. And hey, you can also head over to YouTube to watch all these interviews as well, including this one. So wherever you're watching or listening, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. It really helps us a lot. Lastly, Rad Dads is first and foremost a community organization aimed at positive parenting. You can check out what we do over at raddadsyegg.com. That's com. Thanks for tuning in. In the meantime and in between time, stay rad.